In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I'm your new host, Fallon Carter. Now, if you didn't happen to listen to last week's episode, no worries. You may be a little surprised to hear me, but we're giving this show a new look for the new year. With over a decade of experience planning weddings of every size and budget, I am so excited and ready to share my expertise with all of you. Each week, I'll be joined by a real Betches Bride, or RBBs, meaning an actual Betches Bride fan who is actively planning a wedding, and they'll tell us all about their wedding journey. My goal is to help guide them through the process with practical tips and expert insights. All right, let's get to know this week's real Betches Bride. You may know her as one of our Betches Bride's ambassadors. She's a repeat guest on the podcast, and with her wedding right around the corner, three-month countdown, it's time to catch up with her on the finishing touches of her big day. Please help me welcome back Mila White. Mila, welcome to the show. How's it going? Thank you so much. It's nice to meet you. Congratulations (laughs) on your new role at Betches. (laughs) Thank you, but congratulations on three months down. I hear you're you're almost to the finish line. How are things going? Yes, almost to the finish line. I feel almost every sort of emotion, like excitement, nervousness, relief, anxiety. Um, I think it really varies by the day, even up to the hour of the day. It just depends. But um, it's for the first time starting to feel actually real as we are kind of nailing down some of the more intimate details of the day, the specifics. So that kind of fuels my excitement. And I would say also I'm a little emotional. Like I'm getting like that, but it's over. I want to talk about any crazy dreams you've had recently. Has anything come up like in the nightmares or? (laughs) Thankfully not. Um, I know other friends and like peers that I've met um, have mentioned that this could be a thing. They've almost been so unrealistic, the types of dreams that I've had that that they I knew kind of, you know, sometimes when you have a dream, you understand in the moment you are dreaming because they're so absurd. <laughs> I haven't had anything that really scares me other than like small details not being completed or, uh, you know, expectations hmm. not being met, et cetera, but nothing that really, yeah, yeah. All right, cool, cool. All right, so the last time we had you on the show, you were about six months out. And now you're three months out, but give us a little bit of a rundown of exactly what um, we're expecting for your day. I think it's in Malibu. It's in April. T- tell us a little bit about what's going on. Yeah. So I originally am from California. My fiance born and raised in New Jersey. So I would say about 60 to 70% of our guest count is actually traveling from the East Coast. Um, maybe even more about 80% because we have friends from both. I went to college in New York City. He went to college in Rhode Island. So we have friends from college coming out from various states and cities. So about 80% of the guest count is flying to California, which is really exciting. So therefore, we are hosting your traditional wedding weekend because of that. So the weekend will initially start on Friday. We will have a rehearsal walkthrough and a rehearsal dinner with those in the wedding, the bridal party. 
and family members. And then we'll transition into a, a like welcome cocktails, welcome drinks sort of situation to mm-hmm. kind of kick off the weekend, which I'm really excited for. Um, one thing I didn't realize would be so difficult about having a wedding in Malibu is that the location, like essentially there's a curfew that is imposed on the city after 10 p.m. 10 p.m. So it was a little challenging (laughs) to find places to book multiple events within outside of my wedding venue. Um, But that leads us then to Saturday, which is the wedding, full wedding. We're having an after party, which should go on until about 2 a.m., and we contemplated back and forth about doing a brunch, and we just decided no. <laughs> it's just <laughs> say your goodbyes late night. We'd love to see you, and we'll we'll definitely have brunch somewhere, but it will be sort of a very informal come hang out with us sort of situation. Most people will have to get on flights to get back home. So, yeah, Friday through right. Sunday. Well, that's beautiful. What, did the 10 p.m. kind of ruffle your feathers a bit, or you were already kind of ready once uh, the venue kind of told you what's happening? I knew it from the venue's perspective. Luckily, we are in our venue until 11. Uh, it's a, it's okay. 10 p.m. curfew. I think they have to start shutting down restaurants around 10 to 11, but it's mandatory quiet hours after 11 p.m., which makes sense if you understand the type of people in the demographic that live in Malibu. It's yeah. obviously a very affluent <laughs> neighborhood and a lot of elder people. <laughs> It makes sense that it's not necessarily like the party town, but when you're planning a wedding and you're like, I want to party until the end of the, mm-hmm. you know, early morning till the end of the night, that makes it very difficult. So logistically speaking, it has been a bit, probably our biggest struggle is trying to coordinate all of the events outside of the wedding because yeah. I do have yeah. an amazing wedding planner, but no one really reminds you that unless you're hiring that planner for every single event, those events you are having to facilitate and organize on your own on top of the wedding. So cool. I am glad that that portion is done, but I'm very much so looking forward <laughs> to it. All right. So pro tip there, make sure you're asking all the questions on times, what thing, when, when do things shut down, just so you're really clear about how the auxiliary events might be impacted. And also make sure you know about any events that might be happening in the world or in the space of where you're having a wedding. There could be a marathon happening. So think deep about your timeline and how that's impacting your celebration. Um, So thank you for sharing that insight. That's that's gonna be really helpful to a lot of people listening. I wanna dig deeper into some other challenges. I know you guys are having a lot of events close together. (laughs) You going church wedding, one place, you've got bridal showers, you've got a bachelorette party, and then you're doing some other stuff. Talk me through how that's been a challenge for you, how you're navigating it, and what you might have done differently. Yeah, um, that's a great question. I think, you know, there are many things I would like to say I would have done differently, which is maybe spacing out the events a little bit more. I, in hindsight, wish I would have started maybe some of our events or bridal showers in the previous year, like towards the end of 2022. But at the same time, that's so easy for me to say when we attended six weddings last year (laughs) and I attended four bachelorette, three bachelorette parties last year and Alex attended one bachelor party. So our schedule pretty much from July up until the end of the year was wedding, bachelorette, wedding, bachelorette, wedding, like as a guest. So I think when I initially had planned this schedule, I was thinking to myself, okay, the new year is a perfect time. Not much goes on between my friend group, my family, our personal life mm-hmm. between January to April anyway. Usually all of our events kick off around Easter weekend. My fiance is Greek Orthodox. So it's like Greek Orthodox and then Catholic 
or Greek Orthodox Easter and Catholic Easter kind of start our events for the year. So selfishly, I was like, great, I don't have to compete with any of my friends who are also getting married. This is perfect time. And now that it's starting to approach sooner, I'm realizing how fast and how quick everything is coming up and how stacked all these events are. And it's giving me a little bit of anxiety knowing how busy I am in my personal life with work. So that would have been something I wish I reevaluated, even if I snuck in a bridal shower weekend or, you know, another weekend at the end of 2022, I think that would have eased my stress a little bit more. Okay. All right. Well, that's helpful that you're sharing it with us now. You're going to get through it. Just stay hydrated and it's going to be beautiful. You're going to make it through. Um, (laughs) Hindsight is always 2020, but thank you so much for being a resource to those listening right now. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly, Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. So Newly is a subscription clothing rental service for just $98 a month. You can get your choice of any six styles. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. There are no parameters. You get access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees. There's no late fees, no damage fees, no fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you like lose a button. Uh Uh-oh, I spilled something on it. Or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing all the way up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code brides20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code brides20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code brides20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are there any other challenges or things that maybe you're anticipating that maybe aren't going to go so well on the day or things you want to kind of troubleshoot in advance now that you know a little bit more that you're getting closer to? I think my personal, the biggest challenge I am trying to overcome is really staying present, which I'm Mm. having a hard time even visualizing because I'm so type A and I know that there are so many other type A brides who can relate to feeling this way is, you know, I, you know, everyone, the cliche saying, which is not even cliche, but everyone says it goes by so fast. It goes by so fast, which it will. And my biggest worry is that I am not really soaking it in at the time Mm. because I have spent so many months, this is like my baby, this wedding, planning and focusing on every detail. And I truly enjoy this. Like I have enjoyed this process a lot. 
And there's a lot that I haven't enjoyed. But at the same time, this is my my first event that I'm ever even hosting in my adult life. And as someone who aspires to host more events, not like professional, but like gatherings with family as such, this is kind of my step into that world. And Mm -hmm. I'm so, I'm a very big pleaser and I love hosting even when it comes to dinner parties or birthday parties, et cetera. So I want to make sure that I'm not focused on everyone else and that I truly Uh, am being more selfish and focusing on myself today. I think I have a few things I can suggest here. A few questions for you, though. You do have a planner, right? Mm -hmm. So she'll be there on the day managing all of the details, correct? Yes, that's correct. And she is amazing to work with. (laughs) So your planner is going to be with you on the entire day. And who's your best friend or who's kind of like your MOH or that person who's going to kind of be your troubleshooter, I like to call them. Like when we're working with couples, I like, I ask my brides, who's my person I can run to if maybe you're in a crying fit or if we need to calm you down? Who's your, who's your rock um, on that day that we can lean into? Who would you say that would be? Yeah, that would be my sister, my younger sister. She truly is my best friend. We talk on the phone almost every single day and it's, odd for us not to speak more than like a day and a half with each other. So I know she's done a great job kind of proving herself, which I hate. I don't want to say that in like a joking manner, but as the older sister, I think our relationship has always been based on the foundation of like, I always take care of things. I've always been the one to initiate and organize and just handle all sort of family gatherings, issues, whatever. So my sister has always kind of just taken the lead as following. And this is her first time where we're switching roles, where she has become mm. more of the organizer and following her suit. So I've really enjoyed that. It's It's been really fun to kind of switch that dynamic between us. And um, it's also been fun to like really see her grow up. I'm like, she's probably going to be so embarrassed I'm talking about this, but just to <laughs> see her grow up in this new role. And she's definitely someone who I can look to on the day of and just be like, can you handle this? Or please review like the dining room, make sure everything's looking appropriate. Or if there's something I forgot, I can quickly tell her to go wrap up something, et cetera. All right. So that's your point person. And that's the person who's going to anchor you and make you present, right? So your planner is going to take care of everything. I think you're three months out. Now is the time to have those granular conversations of like, look, on this day, Ask me absolutely no questions about where things will be. Ask me no questions about who who to contact for what thing. And another document that we even create is kind of a VIP plan, like run of show. So that way you can send it to all of your family, even your wedding party. So they know exactly how to dress, how to show up, <laughs> what time the pictures are. So they should be asking no questions. And I even put a clause in there. I go off Like you will be off duty and you will go into full bride mode 72 hours before this wedding. If you have any questions, see somebody else because I'm not the girl. And I think if you really lean into setting that boundary of like, don't talk to me about nothing unless it's good news. And if the room doesn't look right, then the room doesn't look right. Like make sure your planner knows exactly how that room is supposed to look and you're trusting her and she's going to be there to to show up and show out because that's what you've hired her for. And that's what you're feeling in your heart that she can do for you. So As another tidbit, as a perfectionist like yourself, I also have a hard time kind of releasing the reins. But at the same time, the world will do what it's going to do. Sometimes the flowers may be a little off center the way you had envisioned them. Let it ride. If you're going to focus and nitpick on those things, you will lose the presence that you're looking for. The thing you should be focused on is the man that you're marrying, 
the love of your life and the love that you guys want to create and all the bodies in the room. The decor may be a little off center. Maybe the lights aren't right. That candle got blown out. All of the things. The DJ played the wrong song. Things will happen and they're get, things get messy. That's how it always is with a wedding. But as long as you can stay focused on the true intention of this wedding is the love story that you guys are creating, that's all that is mattering. That's all that's going to be in your heart. And that's all that you're going to remember. And that's what you need to focus on. Does that sound like a plan? Does that sound like something you can do? Or, or am I missing something? Yes. No, no, that sounds honestly ideal. That sounds perfect. Because I think also I'll be so like, I want to say, I don't want to say nervous, but when kind of anxious excitement, I don't know what the word is to describe it because I'll just be, pulled in so many different directions that I, mm. I don't think I will care when it comes down to it. If you won't based on also the conversations I've had with friends who have been previous <laughs> brides and everyone else, like I know that I won't be like really directing my attention to something unless it's completely different than what I envisioned. But yeah. even with that, I just completed uh, a last week with my planner and our florist, a mock-up of the tables and oh, we made so many changes um, because you know when you're gathering different inspiration from Pinterest, and I say I want the flowers in this photo A mm. and the candles in photo B, but the linens in photo C. Sometimes that's not conveyed or communicated properly to whichever mm. vendor. So I recommend. I don't know if you're even asking for my, my advice, but for anyone. <laughs> If you have the option to do that and you're a type A and you're willing to spend the money, I cannot tell you how much that helped me. And it was priceless in my opinion. It was a small fee. Obviously, you need to pay for the supplies and the tables for them to set it up. But now I can confidently walk into my reception space knowing exactly Mm -hmm. what it's going to look like because we spoke and Zoomed. We had a nice meeting face-to-face. It would have been in person if I was in California to specifically go over those details. Yes, I love a mock-up. And generally when we're working with our couples, we kind of schedule it the day of the tasting. So that way you're able to see all of the flatware, the glassware, the china, the chairs, the linens, all the napkins, and how the flowers interact with the guest experience. So are they too high? Are they too low? Are did you basically if you're doing family style, we might have to downsize the flowers because there's too many and it takes up too much of a floral footprint. The candles, are they, you know, how how fast are they burning? If you can't afford a floral preview and maybe you're doing the flowers on your own, I strongly suggest you at least put the pieces together in real life. So that way you even know what the vessels are looking like and how they're interacting with everything else that's going on with your wedding. I think another thing we were discussing alongside of that floral mock-up moment is basically just bringing the design together in one cohesive moment. Talk a little bit to us about the struggles you might have encountered and what you're working through now. Yeah, um, I would say when you're a half DIY bride like myself, where you're buying and outsourcing from certain vendors and trying to stay within budget by creating some of your own stationery or signage, et cetera, like myself, um, there becomes an issue of finding cohesiveness within and consistency essentially within the vendors that you are outsourcing to and the ones that you're not. And that led me to outsource more than I initially wanted to, to other vendors Mm. for the sake of cohesivity. But a a way that I helped myself stay on track in the end was just picking two fonts that I had every vendor stick to. And that stayed consistent within our invitations, 
our now signage, every vendor I'm outsourcing for a seating chart and for welcome sign will use that same font. And when I create the menus and day of stationery, other stationery or cocktail napkins, I will use that same font as well to make mm-hmm. sure it all looks the same. But for a while, I was ready to just throw in the towel and just set, call it quits and just let <laughs> go over budget and just let everyone pay. But once I got some quotes back, I was like, okay, I actually cannot pay this money anymore because I'm already spread too thin with other vendors and I spent too much money elsewhere and I have to make up that money somehow. So okay. yeah, luckily my planner did help me with her amazing lookbooks and things like that um, and help kind of tie my whole vision together with her design expertise. Perfect. And that's where I was trying to go. Like, as long as you have a design board that you can send to your floral designer, if you are working with a stationer, that's helpful for everyone to keep the ideas consistent. And as you start to book your rentals, um, all those listening, as you're booking rentals, as you're putting getting that floral mock-up, basically, we ca- I call it my wedding Bible. So that if I fall, trip, and fall down the steps and I can't make it to the wedding, everyone's going to know exactly where each floral arrangement goes to or how the candles need to be spaced out. So try and spend some time getting really granular so that on that day you can truly be as present as possible and you know exactly how everything is supposed to be and someone else knows it too. Um, All right, Mila, there was one other thing that you had on your mind that you're working on right now that you are going back and forth on. Talk to me. Yes, other than my florals, which I swear if I were getting married three months later, they'd change again, uh, (laughs) would be my photo booth aesthetic. I would say style. And as we've all seen through the Kardashians, that glam booth, um, and now there's a whole new vibe, Booth by Bryant, which is like the new trend amongst celebrities, which I know will trickle into the wedding world. But the Kardashians essentially started, initiated that glam booth, black and white, kind of blurred out, clear skin vibe, editorial style photo booth. So when I got engaged over a year ago, I was like, absolutely, I have to do the black and white. I think the original company is called Mirror Mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, have to do the mirror mirror style photos. And then as we got closer and I kind of nailed down my aesthetic a little bit more, I was like, why do I feel necessary to follow this trend? Maybe I should transition just to a traditional vintage strip photo booth photo because they're fun. And I realized also Alex and I collect, have collected hours as a couple. We have like six or seven from the past few years that I've actually put into a frame So I said, why wouldn't I want to continue that with our wedding guests and kind of create this cute little booklet of them? Oh, I love that. Well, I know you've probably made your decision, but for those listening out here, we have an expert that's we're going to talk through of some other really cool photo booth options and some trends that we're seeing for 2023. So just hang tight. And when we come back, we've got that for y'all. And now it's time to ask our expert. Each episode, we'll be inviting wedding experts and insiders onto the podcast to dig deeper into our bride's biggest problem areas. And since Mila is working on the finishing touches for her well-planned wedding day, today our subject is 2023 trends, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that photo booth. So today our guest is Kate Seafelt, Wedding Kate, and she's the founder and lead designer and planner at Wedding Kate in Santa Barbara, California. Welcome, Kate. Hi, Fallon. Great to see you. Wait, great to see you too. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. My pleasure. I'm so happy to help Mila out and discuss some of her topics here. 
So I have a great list of wedding trends from Pure Wild to discuss, but before we get into that, Katie, what are some of the trends that you're seeing and maybe in regard to this photo booth so we can help Mila out? Absolutely. So I think the photo booth is popular for a lot of reasons. Um, first and foremost, guests love something to take away from a wedding. It's it's the memory. It's something to put in their bag. It's something to pull out later and relive the feeling that they had when they took those pictures. So that's what makes that really special. And I think why it's a trend that is not going to go away soon. But I think the thing that brides are really looking for right now is a way to personalize that experience and do it in a way where if they're going to 10 weddings this season, they're not going to be doing something that they did at one of the other weddings. And a way to do that is to really think outside of the box. And what I mean by that is literally outside of the box, like ditch the photo booth and instead recreate that experience in a different way. And some of the things that we're seeing um, this year that I've been talking with my brides about and really kind of digging deep into how we can pivot that idea in a fun way that's reflective of their relationship. Um, Some things that we've come up with are some old school flash photo cameras. Um, I'm talking about the 2001 digital photo cameras that um, you kind of have to dig in your parents' closet to find. They still take an SD card, which is awesome. Uh, You load them with batteries. And instead of a disposable camera, you place those at different tables, at cocktail hour, and use that as your way to capture these moments um, of your guests. And instead of reusing these plastics and things that we have to do with disposable cameras, instead you're able to really share these photos with your guests on um, a digital platform where they're able to go and download those later. um, And it gives another sense of personality for all of your guests. Um, Another way that we're seeing the photo booth kind of take another life is through Polaroid photos. And this is something that's been hot and cold over the years. But now that Polaroid film is more readily accessible, we've seen that become a trend again. Um, And then one of the things that we like to do is we ask for specific instructions for our guests. Uh, So that can be, please take two Polaroids. The first one is for you. So do it however you'd like. The second one is for us to keep, and we want you to please place it in a book with a message for us. And this gives, like I mentioned, the the really big pro of having a photo booth is that takeaway. So they still get to take the Polaroid with them, but they're also leaving one for the couple to look back at and reflect on those guests being there at their wedding. Oh, wow. I love those two options, and those are really easy to do and to add to your, your plate. Mila, what did you think? I honestly think the digital camera suggestion is such a good idea because that I kind of base all my trends off of what millennials and Gen Zers are doing in New York. Everyone has a digital camera right now. I'm not joking. I just bought one on Amazon, $40. And that is such a good idea for me and for me to just pass around to amongst my friends throughout the day. And it the stress and struggle that I go through to develop film photos is such a mess. And that instantly a lot of stress that I was already carrying on onto this wedding. Um, I think that's going to be a hit all of 2023 and beyond for sure. Awesome. Kate, I think you have one more up your sleeve. Tell us. 
Yeah. So the last one I wanted to mention is utilizing social media in the best way possible. Um, so whether that's going to be on your platform of choice, Snapchat or Instagram, I've heard of Be Real popping off at everybody's weddings just because of the influx of people who are together. Be Real has this algorithm that I guess knows that. Um, so utilizing social media to share your photos with each other and then creating a gallery, whether that's a, a shared gallery on your Apple cloud or whatever, um, to then go ahead and reshare those photos. That's a really fun way to get some candidates that people wouldn't necessarily take of each other, but they're taking of themselves. Um, so whether that's selfies or if it's group photos or whatever it might be, um, utilizing social media as, as a tool is again, going to stay hot in 2023. I love that. That is so awesome. Um, one of our favorites that we do as well, just as like a another option to add to your plate, guys, we create kind of like Vanity Fair booth moments. And we actually partner with our photographers to add a shooter. And basically, we'll create a booth that we build out and it's not enclosed at all. Uh, we'll bring in a cool couch. We'll probably add a great backdrop to it. Um, but we'll set up a tripod and that way the guests can get a truly professional image that's emailed to them later. Um, but this is just another cool way to kind of add the decor element. Maybe you have a lounge set that kind of feels like it's all alone. Well, just turn it into a Vanity Fair moment and make a setting that's really, really cool. Um, and I do know there's some companies out there that might give it a shot. So just think about a Vanity Fair moment so you can have your own little after party vibe um, and make it really cool. So thank you, Kate, for those options. And Mila, you got a lot. You got a lot to run through now. So you've you got your work cut out for you. <laughs> I would be so lucky if Be Real went off at my wedding. That would <laughs> <laughs> so there's a few other trends I want to get to while we have you both on, on the line. So talk Absolutely. to me, Kate, what are, what are some other trends that you guys are seeing out there um, out in that Santa Barbara area? Yeah. So Santa Barbara is um, obviously a destination for weddings because it's very much a little enclave um, that gets the Mediterranean weather that California is known for. And it's still removed enough from LA that you really don't get the hustle and bustle of LA. You feel like you're a million miles away and it's only an hour and a half north. Um, so that's why Santa Barbara is kind of such a picturesque um, place for a destination wedding. Uh, what we're seeing as far as trends go this year is a lot of attention to how delicate things are. And what I mean by that is we're seeing a lot of really miniature bouquets. We're seeing very thoughtfully done tablescapes as opposed to the large overpowering centerpieces of yesterday. Uh, we're seeing a lot of smaller containers that have really thoughtfully chosen floral pieces, um, including candles with different types of vessels. Uh, back in the day, we would see just votives <laughs> everywhere, which was really romantic. Uh, but now we're seeing things that are a little bit more detailed. Um, so keeping that garden aesthetic, but really elevating it to another mm. level. Um, and then kind of touching on Mila's point, uh, talking about how some of her elements are DIY. What I'm seeing from a lot of brides is they want it to feel a little DIY. Even when you're paying all of your vendors to create this gorgeous masterpiece, you want it to feel a little bit effortless a little bit like it was done in your mom's kitchen that morning. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're seeing a lot of that in Santa Barbara. Um, another one that I don't know if we were going to talk about, but 
embroidery embroidery yes. everywhere <laughs> this year <laughs> uh, from details on inside gentlemen's jackets to personalized napkins to a lot of the fashion that we're seeing embroidery is all over the place so yeah. i think maybe fallon you and i need to take up some needlework <laughs> if we're going to be incorporating this into our field. i was like i see another revenue stream for me yes <laughs> um, i've been falling so much in love with this minimalist vibe um that's going on and just yeah. like you're saying like the intention behind behind all of the pieces and elements that are coming together and really leaning into like family history and that's that's why i love yeah. the embroidery it's really tying it all together I have to say I'm so lucky because Alex, my partner's cousin, has an embroidery machine that I have <gasps> taken advantage of. She has been so stop. Yeah. <laughs> so you're cricketing, you're crocheting, yes. you're embroidering. Like, girl, <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> you're hired. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I did full, so I will let everyone know this isn't just like I'm not just fun and crafty for hobby. <laughs> used to be my profession. But um, yes, I, I do enjoy a lot of these projects that I do too. So this has been this whole process as well. has just been a fun way to personalize my wedding, like you said, and I find the weddings that you go to that have the personal details are the ones that stand out to me the most. Mm -hmm. Agreed. 100%. And it makes sense because, you know, most weddings that you're going to are going to have a ceremony, they're going to have a cocktail hour, they're going to have food and dancing. So it's really what's going to separate your wedding from everybody else's. And when you're going to 10 or 12 a year, yeah. you really have to up that bar. Yes. <laughs> it's it's so funny, too, because we have so many great hotels in Santa Barbara that are so different from each other. And they all have this little piece of special Santa Barbara aesthetic that is different. And you would think all of them would be like cookie cutter, like all the same Mm -hmm. variations of each other and they're all so different and so unique. So another trend I think we're seeing and tell me Kate what you, your experience has been couples who are getting ready together. Isn't that awesome or what are your thoughts? <laughs> That's been so much fun for me and I think you maybe see this too Fallon as a planner the logistics side of allowing your couple to spend more time oh. together on their wedding day. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it makes so it much saves sense. us all. <laughs> <laughs> I love this trend. Um, I think it kind of, you know, started back when couples were spending the night before their wedding together to calm their nerves and to, you know, be with their best friend. And then now we're just kind of like throwing the rule book to the wind. And I love it. I think <laughs> it's so special. And it, it creates so many more opportunities for photo ops. Yep. Yep. And intimacy too. It's, it's yeah. like, Sometimes they're exchanging like their gifts really in person and yeah. just having that all that morning to have a special time together. Because once they go, you know, once the ceremony happens, they are with all of their 150, 200 people surrounded. It. <laughs> and it's like that morning to spend together is absolutely lovely. Um, and I know it's not for everyone, but if you're thinking yeah. about it, it might be worth the, the shot. I, I totally dig it. Kate, any other options? What, what else you got up your sleeve? What other trends you seeing? <laughs> so uh, I've been seeing a lot of, um, let's see, the low-key hair trend is something that I'm super behind. This is so clutch for a girl <laughs> who is going to be transitioning from a photo moment before ceremony, maybe a first look, which I... Mm -hmm 
essentially require all my clients to do. It just makes sense. Um, <laughs> through ceremony, through cocktail hour, through wind, through kisses, through hugs. The idea of being able to maybe run a brush through your hair or pin a side up and you still have yeah. that look going for you is so key. The idea of like these slicked back, intricate, tight curls that last about 15 minutes, to be honest, on a wedding day. Um, is just not fun anymore. I am yep. so behind this trend of keeping your look a little bit more like you. Yep. A hun- I, I'm behind that. I feel so good about this conversation because thankfully everything I'm doing is what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Watch you have like a high bun and, and like rhinestones in it. <laughs> no, I, well, I think my personal with it in what I'm looking for for my wedding day is I don't want to look completely different than I do on an everyday mm. basis and that's my choice you know some brides want full glam and that's fine but especially with people who don't test you know who have hair different hair types some don't curls very well some like you said some don't stay in position the curls will fall or the bun may loosen I think it also just opens that door to to less disappointment that your hair certain way throughout the day if you're going for a very back look and I love the idea of being able to kind of pin it back or adjust it a little bit so I get multiple looks in one I think it's so great such great bang for your buck too because it's something that let's say you have a girlfriend who's part of your bridal party and is kind of good with hair if you want to go from a down style to an up style, instead of feeling like you need to pay your hair and makeup team to stay there all day, you can transition that easily and not feel like, oh my gosh, my expectations are completely off base here. Um, and you're, even if you do a full glam like makeup look, having a more natural hairstyle for me feels, again, a little bit more effortless. And that's, Going back to that trend that we're seeing this year, you have to have some element of effortlessness to your look. Otherwise, it looks contrived, set against this minimal, delicate um, aesthetic of your wedding. Agreed. And just the confidence level, too. Like, as a girl with a fro, if, when I get married, I'll probably wear my hair just like this because it's yes. it's just easier. <laughs> I would just want to wake up and go down the aisle just like I am. So, And I'm going to smile, and he's going to be happy looking at me knowing I am just come, like you said, Mila, just being as authentic as I am with him. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you both so much for your time. That was a lovely conversation. Mila, best wishes on a beautiful day and a more beautiful marriage. Wedding Kate, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But before I let you both leave, we've got some unpopular opinions to discuss. It's time for Unpopular Opinions, sponsored by Generation Tux. All right, so we just chatted about some wedding trends to keep an eye out for in 2023. One I think that we should add to the list is actually online suit and tuxedo rentals. That's why I'm so excited to be partnered with Generation Tux. So Generation Tux has completely overhauled and improved every aspect of the men's fashion rental experience to make sure they look and feel amazing. They believe that life's most special events should involve high quality, convenient, and affordable option for men's formal wear. So without further ado, let's get into our unpopular opinions. So we asked our Instagram followers what they think of popular wedding trends. We will compare what we think versus what the listeners think. All right, ladies. So the first up is the bride wearing white to every event. What do you guys think? 
I'm going to jump in here and I am a fan as somebody who likes to celebrate a bride in every possible way. I think wearing white to all of your events just adds to that celebration. I do think the one caveat here is allowing others to wear white to the other events like a bridal shower where everybody's dressed in white is so chic this year. So that's one thing, one caveat to the all white, all bridal moments. All right. Mila, what do you say you? Okay, so my advice on this as a fashion girly would be this is your time to basically dress as if you're attending your first award show award show or your Oscar moment. And I think that you shouldn't quite define your whole bridal experience. If you want to wear a sequin blue gown as your, you know, reception dress or a floral dress by your favorite designer for your bridal shower, I think it's your time to just show up and show out, you know? And I think that they're, the bride necessarily has to be in white. Granted, most brides do, and I personally will be, but there have been some non-white items that I've been looking at and loving just as much as my full white wardrobe. Word. I'm also a fan. Wedding Kate, I'm with you. I love all Ooh. white, but I do love a color shoe. Like I love a oh, great same. color accessory yes. or a color shoe or like a good red lip or something like I'm I'm down for the white look with a cute little color pop. Same here. Nothing like a colored <laughs> shoe, especially if you have a gown with a slit and mm. you can just have this reveal. Oh, so much Don't fun. Don't hurt them. Don't hurt them. <laughs> All right. So 76% said yes to wearing white the entire weekend and 24% said no. So Mila, you're, you're going to make it 25%. We love you. <laughs> All right. Next up, uh, what are you guys' thoughts on satin bridesmaids dresses? Drum roll, please. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, saucy. I've got, I've got thoughts on this one. I guess that question really is how much do you like your friends? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and the way my body type is set up, it's a hard no for me. <laughs> it's really hard, especially depending on the climate. If you're getting married in Santa Barbara and you're putting your girls in satin, be ready for some spottiness on those dresses. Yeah. It's going to pick up every drop of sweat, every cocktail bumped against their hip, their bouquet flowers are going to be dripping down the front. It's it's a hard it's a hard no. It's it's giving hard no. Uh Mila, what do you think? Sorry. <laughs> I'll back off that and say it really just varies on the time of year. You're getting married cuz I've been to weddings where it was so hot and you could see brides struggling in satin dresses. Um, and I've been to some where it was a very comfortable climate and then we really didn't hear any complaints or any see any issues. Um, so I would just be cognizant too, uh, especially if you do have curvier bridesmaids, satin tends to be a little bit more difficult for those with curves because it doesn't necessarily smooth out everything and you can kind of see everything through that fabric. Mm-hmm. But so many variations of satin, like of layers and thicker fabrication that give that satin-like vibe without having it be paper thin. Word. All right. So if you're going satin, make sure it's got some lining in it. As a as a girl who's got some hips here, you got to yeah. give me some room <laughs> and you got to put me in a 65, 70 degree situation. <laughs> um, and I love you forever. All right. Our listeners said 47 percent said yes, they're down. And the 53 percent said no. So we're, we're 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 in agreement. It's a hard no. We love you. They want to keep their friends. They'd love to keep their friends. <laughs> exactly. You can give me a satin 
headband. Um, all right. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Next up, last one, neutral everything. And I'm assuming this is like 50 shades of taupe meets beige meets ivory. What are your thoughts? I still like this one. I think that it is such a great baseline for building upon. So even though I'm agreeing with this as a yes, I think it's time to use all those neutrals and use it as building blocks for a punch of color. And if that color is going to be a fun, sunny yellow, or if it's going to be a brighter pop, whether that's incorporating some pinks, maybe some burgundies, I think neutral palette really lends itself to having something jump on top of that and making it really scream personality. Word. I agree with Mila. What's what you got? Yeah, I would have to agree. I mean, again, this also varies on where you're getting married somewhere like Almond Geary, not saying people get married, but I was literally thinking, actually, <laughs> I've, I've been to Almond Geary and I was like, yeah. well, if I did an Almond Geary wedding, I wouldn't mind it, but keep going. Sorry to cut you off. <laughs> that came to mind that neutrals was very like experience where it's a very earth tone favorable and that is where i would say yes that fits the vibe um because i think you should also to account you know the venue the location and you know the earth surrounding you um when you get married if that's your vibe and like I said, that's where i think it makes sense but additional smaller ballroom wedding i think pops of color definitely are more of the vibe going into the next year Agreed. I agree with both of you. I think it's a great building block, but also it depends on the location. If I have tons of greenery already there and I have tons of florals already existing in like a Lake Como moment or whatever it may be, whether it's Anguilla or like you said in Amangiri, uh, using the neutrals is a great way to just stay, stay clean and you can add a pop of color if you want to, but if not, no pressure because you've got a beautiful atmosphere around you anyway. So, um, But our listeners were saying 36% said yes. Hmm. And 64 said no. Huh? No. All right. I guess we're going to see a lot more color coming. <laughs> That's what we're asking for all the time as planners and designers, right? We're like, color, color, color. <gasps> yeah. So yay. <laughs> we're excited. All right. Well, I'm excited to see all of you non-neutral girls in these satin dresses. Um, <laughs> thank you guys for, for submitting your, your answers there. We really appreciate it. And that's it for our unpopular opinion, sponsored by Generation Tux. Generation Tux takes the stress out of styling and managing your wedding party, which is definitely not an unpopular opinion here. Generation Tux specializes in online suit and tuxedo rentals with high-quality men's formal wear rentals starting at $99 and award-winning customer service. And best of all, you get free round-trip shipping, virtual consultations with customer experience and stylists, and online tools to help you plan the perfect wedding. You can try Generation Tux for yourself by visiting generationtux.com. So build your head-to-toe looks, get free swatches, a free home try-on, and manage your entire wedding party online. That's G-E-N-E-R-A-T-I-O-N-T-U-X.com. All right, guys, that's it for this week's episode of Betches Brides. Kate, where can people find you on social media or online? You can find me at WeddingKate on Instagram or WeddingKate.com. Lovely. And Mila, tell us where can we all follow along for your wedding journey? Yes, uh, my first events are coming up just in a few weeks. So you can find me on Instagram 
M-I-L-A-A White. And on TikTok, I post so much content on TikTok, uh, a lot of more specific details and information. So be sure to follow along there as well. Lovely. All right. And you guys can follow me at I am Fallon Carter for some personal love or Fallon Carter events, if that's what you're looking for, for some more wedding tips. And follow the show, please, at Bitches Brides on Instagram. And that's B-E-T-C-H-E-S Brides on Instagram. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. And we'll have new episodes every single Monday. Unless, of course, I fall down. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on our next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Until death do us part. Betches.